The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Executive Minister, Senior Assistant Minister, and the Director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. I'm in the midst of a series right now that I'm calling Exploring, Ask, and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And this book is based upon what people, some people call the teachings of Abraham, or Abraham Hicks is, is known on the hashtags on social media. And this is their first book. This book focuses on the law of attraction. And what I'm doing is teaching it chapter by chapter just to help you get a, 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 a maybe a deeper dive into these law of attraction teachings. And more importantly, how they relate to you. So what we're going to do today is just really work on a couple of chapters chapter seven and eight and see how they can help you get the results that you desire. So chapter seven is you are standing on the leading edge of thought. And I'm going to get into all of this stuff. You Hopefully you you bought the book, Asking It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks, and you can drill down on that information yourself. We're going to start on page 34, which is if you can desire it, the universe can produce it because I think that this is a powerful statement. If you can desire it, the universe can produce it. Now you can change the word universe to divine law, universal law, God, Holy spirit, or whatever you might like. The key is, can you create a mental equivalent in your mind? The clarity of thought, the conviction of feeling, can you create a sense of knowing so strongly that it attracts to you that which you are holding in consciousness. He, uh, they wrote, the stream of well-being flows even if you do not understand that it does. But when you consciously become aligned with it, your creative endeavors become so much more satisfying. But then you discover that there is absolutely nothing that you desire that you cannot achieve. Jesus said it this way, with God, all things are possible. Now, it said it works whether you understand it or not. And he, they went on to write, it is not necessary that you fully understand the complexities of this eternally expanding environment in order to reap the benefits of that which has become. But it is necessary that you find a way to go with the flow of the well-being that is stretched out before you. 
So in that effort, we offer these words. There's only a stream of well-being that flows. You can allow it or resist it, but it flows just the same. So you're either working with intention. I talk, talked about this in the Power of Intention series from Dr. Wayne Dyer. Are you with the universal flow of good? Are you in this power of intention? Are you in alignment with these divine ideas of absolute good or not? Because we're free to think what we desire, but we also have to remind ourselves that we get the consequences of contemplating, thinking, feeling, believing, and knowing things that are not true about God and true about ourselves. And then the author authors wrote, without asking, you will receive no answer. What I want to say to this is not in the chapter. You can read what they wrote. What I want to say is this. Empowering questions give you empowering answers. Sometimes we're not getting the answers we desire because we're asking disempowering questions. If you ask yourself the question, for instance, how can I achieve this whatever level of success very clearly defined by this time, and you get still and you pray about it, then answers will start to show up. But if you ask yourself, why am I always broke? Then you'll get those answers as well. And in the context of law of attraction, asking is your own contemplation. Asking is where you focus your attention, focus your attention. Asking is your intention as well. Asking is what you think, feel, and believe. Asking is what you say. Asking is what you do. So it's necessary to have an active consciousness that's willing to put demands on divine law. You know, as it says in Malachi, prove me now herewith, approve or put me to the test is more of a modern translation. And people use that text in the context of tithing, but it doesn't make a difference what it is. Put me to the test. Okay. If what you say works, then I should be able to test it. And what I've often told people is, does anybody who's ever been healed because of prayer or meditation, if there's anybody who's ever received financial breakthroughs because of prayer and meditation, there's been anybody ever that has achieved business success or relationship success or any type of success through the use of spiritual means, then it's possible for everyone because God is no respecter of person. So it's possible. It's possible. Don't allow yourself to become a passive bystander in your own life. Become an active participant in your own success. It makes a difference. All right. And then it says, open the floodgates, page 36. Open the floodgates and let your well-being flow in. When it says open the floodgates, it just means Open your mind to be receptive to truth. Open your mind to be receptive to good. Open your mind to be receptive to the divine flow of spirit as it seeks to work in you, through you, as you. Open your mind. You know, the founder of Christ Universal Temple, uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, wrote a book called Open Your Mind and Be Healed. Her friend and classmate at Unity uh, Catherine Ponder, the Reverend Catherine Ponder wrote 
open your mind to prosperity. And she also wrote another book called Open Your Mind to Receive. Open your mind. Don't be so stuck in your own ideologies, your own beliefs, your old paradigms. Open your mind to new possibilities of good. Open your mind. Sometimes you just have to stop and pray and just say, I'm open and receptive to the goodness of God as it shows up in my everyday life. I'm open and receptive to the divine prosperity of God showering me with good. I am open and receptive to the healing life force as it works through every cell, muscle, and tissue in my body. I am open and receptive to divine love as it shows up as harmonious relationships in my life. I am open and receptive. I want you to get that. I am open and receptive to my good. I am open and receptive to prosperity. I am open and receptive to magnificent health. I am open and receptive to the knowledge it takes to be a good parent. I am open and receptive to whatever it is, the good that you desire. Good employment, great business success, happy families, educational achievement. Open and receptive because it does make a difference and it works if you work it. Now, we're going to, this is a short episode, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Chapter eight is you are a vibrational transmitter and receiver. You are a vibrational transmitter and receiver. Again, we're working out of the book, asking it is given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. All right. So the book wrote it this way, even more than the material being that you have come to know as you, you are a vibrational being. When someone looks at you, they see with their eyes and hear with their ears, but you are presenting yourself to them and to the universe in a more emphatic way than can be seen or heard. You are a vibrational transmitter and you're broadcasting your signal in every moment of your existence. I'm going to read that again. You are a vibrational transmitter and you are broadcasting your signal in every moment of your existence. Now, I say it this way. 
You are a mental field that is always radiating and attracting experiences to you that correspond to what you vibrationally vibrationally align with. In other words, by right of consciousness, you are a mental field that is always radiating and attracting that which is in alignment with you. All right, back to the book. Turning the page, 40. You are an eternal personality focusing in the now. Your world, present and future, is directly and specifically affected by the signal that you are now transmitting. The personality that is you is an eternal personality, but who you are right now and what you are thinking right now is causing a focusing of energy that is very powerful. This energy that you are focusing is the same energy that creates worlds. And it is, in this very moment, creating your world. So you're an eternal spiritual being localizing as a particular body and personality on the earth at this time. But the truth about you is that you're a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. The truth about you is that you are also a mental being that is always radiating and attracting experiences that correspond with your consciousness. Then moving on to the next uh, part, your powerful beliefs were once gentle thoughts. Every thought that has ever been thought still exists. And whenever you focus upon a thought, you activate the vibration of that thought within you. Now, notice they didn't write your thought. They said all thoughts. This is an important distinction. It's important because we are mental fields that are always radiating and attracting, but so are the other 8 billion people on the planet and all of the billions of people who live before us that make up what we call a new thought, the race consciousness, not race like Black, Asian, Hispanic, Caucasian, race in the context of human race, that there is a collective consciousness a mental atmosphere that all human beings are and one level or another tuned into the collective unconscious. Uh, Joe Goldsmith called it the mortal belief system. I believe people have different terms, but I just want you to just think that everything's connected mentally. And since thought is mental vibration or impulse, that means things are connected vibrationally. So, you can be upset about something that somebody else thought. It's not even originally your thought, but if you're in tune with it, it can affect you. Now, if you want to read more about race consciousness, I think I did something. I had to go back and find some podcasts that I could that I really went into detail teaching about race consciousness. I over the last several, I've been teaching this podcast now for 13 years. I'm pretty sure I've covered it in great detail somewhere else. Anyway. So the author went on to write, uh, so whatever you are currently giving your attention to is an activated thought. But when you turn your attention away from a thought, it becomes dormant or no longer active. The only way to consciously deactivate a thought is to activate another. In other words, erase and replace. In other words, the only way to deliberately withdraw your attention from one thought is to give your attention to another. Sometimes that's also called the law of substitution. When you give your attention to anything, the vibration at first is not very strong. 
But if you continue to think about it or speak about it, the vibration gets strong. So with enough attention to any subject, it can become a dominant thought. As you give more attention to any thought, as you focus upon it and therefore practice the vibration of it, the thought becomes an even bigger part of your vibration. And you can now call this practice thought a belief. Now, anybody that listens to me knows that I can define belief as what you accept is true. Real simple. So once that thought becomes integrated in you, now it's something that you believe to be true. And what we believe to be true, be it done unto us. What we believe to be true is what we are radiating and attracting. Now, the book says the longer you think thoughts, the stronger they become. Because the law of attraction is behind the expansion of your thoughts, it is not possible to give your attention to something without achieving an alignment with it to some degree. All right. And so the longer you ponder the thought, the more frequently you return to the thought, the stronger your vibrational alignment becomes. This is why new thought focuses so much on affirmative prayer, affirming, declaring, proclaiming the truth. You're shifting your vibration. That's why we talk about, you know, visualization and other aspects of meditation like visioning or contemplative meditation or I forgot the name of the other one that's very popular right now. But the point that I'm making is shift your mind and your attention away from what it is that you don't desire and put the attention on what it is that you want to produce in your life. Again, I can't say to you, don't think of the Statue of Liberty. Whatever you do, do not think of the Statue of Liberty. Please don't think of the Statue of Liberty. And that's what we do. Because it's hard to be told, don't think, because your mind is going to go to what you shouldn't be thinking. Now, if I said, if I didn't want you to think about the Statue of Liberty, and I said, think about the Grand Canyon. Can you see it? Can you see all the grooves and the climbing paths? Can you see the occasional, you know, trees and the water that goes through it? Can you see the color of the stone? Can you see it? I want you to just imagine that you were there and you were smelling the air and feeling the sun on your skin. I want you to imagine that you're that you're taking a trip through it right now. Can you see it? Are you excited? What animals are you seeing right now? Do you want to walk and put your feet in the water? What does that water feel like? What does it feel like to walk in the Grand Canyon and walk into a river stream? What does it feel like to have that heat on your body and the coolness of the water flowing on your feet? Now, as you're imagining that, what you're not thinking about is the Statue of Liberty. That's the point. That's the point. So the where your attention goes, your power flows. What we just did was just substitute one thought, one image, one feeling, one belief for another. And the more you can stay with the new thing, the more you can make it real in your life, the stronger the vibrational attraction is. I want to make that clear. The stronger the vibrational attraction is. That's why 
sometimes I'll have students write out the ideal situation in a particular circumstance, write it out in all the detail. And then read it to yourself, write it out and then read it to yourself day after day, day after day, day after day. Why? Because if you're writing it and then reading it and you do that every day, write it out, read it, write it out, read it, write it out, read it. What you're doing is reinforcing it in your subconscious mind. You're making it real to your belief system, which makes you more of a vibrational uh, match for what it is you say you desire. All right. Back to the book. As you achieve a stronger alignment with any thought, you then begin to feel emotions that indicate your increased or decreased alignment with your source. This is why Reverend Ike said feeling is the blessing. You got to get that feeling involved. Then the book says your attention to it invites it in. Every thought that you give your attention to expands and becomes a bigger part of your, of your vibrational mix. Whether it is a thought of something you want or a thought of something you don't want, your attention to, to it invites it into your experience. Since this is an attraction-based universe, there's no such thing as ex exclusion. Everything is about inclusion. Mm. So again, I'm not going to tell you, don't think about the Statue of Liberty. Whatever you do, don't think about the Statue of Liberty. So if you want to focus on health, talk about health, think about health, image health, feel health, meditate on health, write about health, study health, become immersed in it. I'm a big believer in teaching immersion, become immersed in what it is you seek to produce. Back to the book. Bottom of page 41. So when you see something you would like to experience and you focus upon it, shouting yes to it, you include it in your experience. But when you see something that you would not want to experience and you focus upon it, shouting no at it, you also include that in your experience. You do not invite it with your yes and exclude it with your no because there is no exclusion in this attraction-based universe. Your focus is the invitation. Your attention is the invitation. I'm going to put that on again. Your focus is the invitation. Your attention to it is the invitation. So we're going to stop here. I wanted to just do a quick podcast just to, again, move the needle as you're working with the material. Hope you're reading it. And I want you to start this week focusing on how you put your attention on things. And I want you to start thinking about the desired result or the desired goal being completed and start to just contemplate, think, affirm, visualize, and meditate on just that thing. See how it works. It works if you work it. Take care, and I'll be with you next time with Truth Transforms. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. 
And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.